Welcome to The Successful Strategist, a podcast on strategy, management, and governance dedicated to helping you answer the most important questions any organization can ask. I'm Mitchell Muncie, a consultant who has co-founded or led five startups, for-profit and non-profit, spanning the media, public policy, and higher education. And I've served on fiduciary boards for industry, academic, and youth-serving organizations. In these practical five-minute episodes, I cut through jargon and myth to offer you the same advice I give my clients. Good morning. This is the sixth in a series of episodes in which we're developing a practical answer to the question, what is strategy? Last time, we finished our discussion of the five essential elements of strategy by thinking about why strategies need to be indirect. Developing a strategy that has all five elements doesn't come naturally to most organizations. Today, we'll discuss three requirements for productive strategy development. The first and most important requirement is that we sincerely question the assumptions on which we've based our work. Unfortunately, in over 25 years of studying and advising organizations, my experience has been that easily 90% stumble right here before they've even really started. Most organizations aren't even entirely aware of what their assumptions are, because, being assumptions, they're so familiar that they've become nearly invisible. We can begin by asking ourselves what we consider so obvious about our work that it seems pointless to question it. Why was our organization founded? If our organization weren't already established, would we start it today? And even if we would, would we focus on the same activities or conduct them in the same way? What constitutes success? And how do we know whether we're making progress? Are we deceiving ourselves with vanity metrics? A sure sign that we're sincere about questioning assumptions is not simply that we've taken the trouble to discover what they are, but that we've sought out information and points of view that might call them into question. The second requirement is a disciplined consideration of alternatives. Questioning assumptions should open our minds to new possibilities, but we don't want to waste time with aimless brainstorming. We can keep our focus by framing possibilities as a binary choice either to do or not do something. We should then ask what would have to be true for a new possibility to be a great choice, and then agree on research or low-cost experiments that will help us decide whether what would have to be true is likely to be true. As a further step, we can give the responsibility for the research or experimentation to the colleague who is most skeptical about the possibility. And we should also keep in mind that maintaining the status quo is often one of the possibilities we should consider. The third requirement is that we be demanding about the fit between the activities a possible strategy would require us to take on. Fit is one of the essential elements of strategy that we discussed in a previous episode. But in practical terms, emphasizing fit means laying out and examining the logic of the connection between one proposed activity and another, and being clear about which activities are primary and which are not. 
I was once asked by a client to review a plan written by another consultant, which listed over 200 strategic activities with no explanation of why they were chosen, how they supported each other, which were the more important, or how they should be coordinated. Needless to say, the plan was never implemented. There's no doubt that it's very challenging for an organization to undertake a thorough review of its strategy, especially without help. Nevertheless, any attempt at strategy development that doesn't fulfill these three requirements won't give us any more guidance than the overstuff plan I just mentioned. Even if we decide that the best choice is to maintain the status quo, we'll have a much deeper understanding of what we're doing and why, and we'll be able to communicate it to others far more clearly and persuasively. My suggestion for today is try to articulate the assumptions that your work is based on, and then ask whether there's a way to validate those assumptions independently. Most organizations, and most business schools, treat strategy as one among a number of other business functions. Next time, for the final episode in this series, we'll discuss the relationship of strategy to the rest of the organization. Most people learn about podcasts from friends and colleagues. If this episode was helpful, please take 30 seconds right now to recommend The Successful Strategist to one other person and share it on social media. And don't forget to subscribe yourself if you haven't already. If you'd like to receive my free twice-monthly email, which includes show notes and a summary of an important article on strategy, management, or governance, sign up at thesuccessfulstrategist.com. I'm glad we could invest this time together. Remember that being a successful strategist doesn't require specialized training or unique insight, just a commitment to asking the right questions. The Successful Strategist is a production of Prospera LLC, a consulting firm providing strategy development, nonprofit due diligence, crisis management, and interim executive management to mission-driven organizations and philanthropists. Learn more at prosperallc.com. This is Mitchell Muncie. Talk to you next time.